This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Now then, guys, uh, welcome back to the latest episode of the Holland Back podcast. Um, we've got a couple of guests on with us today. We've got Benedict Ferriby from the uh, HCAFC hub. Uh, how are you doing, Benedict? I'm not bad. Good. And then we've also got uh, Jamie Turnbull. How are you today, Jamie? You all right? Evening, boys. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, good. And then I'm also joined by Will and Nathaniel, as always. Um, so before we start, I'll remember to do the uh, partners and sponsors, because that's a bad thing to forget. So we've also got All City Retro. We all know what they do. They remake some classic shirts of ours from the 80s and 90s. Top quality shirts, affordable prices. We see them at near enough every game now. They're a part of the picture of uh, the Hull City match day at the minute. Cracking shirts. I've got a few myself. We all get a few. Uh, we all love them, so do head over and give them a look. Uh, we've got the Charlie Spaulding videographer. So he has uh, boasted quite a portfolio. He's went to the likes of Adidas. He does a lot of motorsports. He's been doing music videos with the likes. You know, go over check his Twitter feed. Some of the stuff he does is absolutely amazing. Um, so if you're wanting anybody to video an event of yours, do head over and book him. Absolutely great guy. Uh, and obviously, we are part, we're content partners with FanHub. Um, you know, the up-and-coming app, you get rewarded for following your club. You can check into stadiums, predict your lineup. You can win match tickets if you're finishing the top three. You've got a whole content section full of other content creators on there and uh, news and blogs, videos, the works are on there. So you've got all your whole city information in one place. It's a great app. Uh, keep your eye out for some golden ticket codes of ours to get on and jump the queue. And then last but not least, we do want you, uh, we, well, we encourage the support to the whole badge man. You know, the um, 
the old tradition of standing outside the ground selling the badges. They are struggling at the minute. They're the COVID epidemic has really, really done them over at the minute. So they're looking for some support before they lose the online as well. So please do head over and donate to their fundraiser or buy some badges. Please support them. Uh, right then, so we'll move straight on to the uh, Cardiff game. Now, we all predicted... Did we all predict draws, us, us, us three? One more. Uh, yeah. We all predicted draws. We won. Uh, we made it uh, three in a mm. row uh, without conceding as well. Um, I, th- I would say, in terms of its performance, um, would you say it was more of a, a defensive display, more of a, an attacking threat than us at the minute, Will? Would you say it was more of a, we scored and put our backs to the wall, or... How would you describe it? I don't think that would be a ridiculous thing to suggest. I thought we we didn't play as well as we have in other games overall, I think. But we um, defensively, we were pretty solid for the most part. Um, I think, don't think Cardiff missed a couple of really good chances, particularly at the end to score. Um, but the team, there's a bit of grit in the team, it seems now, that they didn't seem to have a few games ago. Yeah, I think they, 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 I think I saw someone tweet and said we won ugly, and um, we don't, we, you know, we have, we haven't been doing that. Well, we've not been winning, but um, it was an ugly win, and it's the kind of thing that we need to be doing more. Um, you know, where we're we're under the cost, but we don't, we we don't make any defensive mistakes. We sort of, we keep strong, we keep structured, and we hold them off. And for the most part, we did um, a couple of scary moments, but you know, we come through in the game with another clean sheet. Tough away game at Cardiff, you know, they'd won two on the bounce before that as well. So um it, it was a tough place to come away with three points, but we did it, made it three in a row. Um the goal, KLP header. Um do, do we think he's back on his his top form this season, Jamie? Do you think there's more to come from him or Yeah, I like to think so. I think there's always a lot to come with King Lewis Potter. He's he's something else than he? he's just we've all seen him in the twenty threes. We saw him in his debut season at championship. Even then he was having a good season. Um I just hope the rumours of him being watched by everyone, everyone and their dog ain't true. Um, but yeah, he's he's something else, and he? he's just great. Reminds me of Bowen, to be fair. He's uh, he's learning a lot as well. Every game he seems to learn more and more. But he's just yeah, I think he's in his locker, isn't he? yeah, I think he's going to be key um, to us staying up this season because um, you know for the most part Wilkes doesn't look to the levels he was last season. And I think, in my opinion, King Lewis Potter looks better this season than he did last, and we're a level above. Um, maybe that's more of him, you know, trying to shoulder some responsibility himself and trying single-handedly win games. Um, but he, he definitely looks... Do you think he looks more dangerous on the right, Nathaniel, or would you prefer to have him as he usually does, cutting in from the left? Uh, I mean, I can't really remember him. He, uh, he's been really impressive recently, uh, and he has scored a few goals. But um, uh, I think... The main thing that he's doing really well at the moment is kind of dribbling with the ball and getting it forward rather than maybe putting crosses in. So I don't know whether that matters which side he's on at the moment, but um, as long as he's in the team. And I guess because I think they have uh, him and Longman have been switching around all the time. So uh, I think they're probably just as good either side, especially in this new formation we're playing. Yeah, um, funny you mentioned the system actually because um, we all thought that with the uh, suspension to Bernard that we'd obviously go back to a four-three-three because mm-hmm. McCann, as proven before, well, yeah, <laughs> not all of us, but um, <laughs> McCann has proven that when he gets the chance to go straight back to the four-three-three, he does, um, mm-hmm. and he had the perfect opportunity to do so. You know, we're missing one of our back three, 
Um, but he brought Elder into the um, left centre back role, which is what we predicted. Will uh, Nathaniel won it? Oh, was it Will? No, it was Will. I'm not giving Nathaniel I credit. For that. That. Yeah, uh, Elder at left centre back, and then even then, when he went off injured and he could have gone back to a four-three-three, he brought Huddleston on into the centre back, put Grooves back on the left, which was um, madness for me, but still worked, and we kept another clean sheet. Um, in regards to the system, then Benedict, do you think that the three-five-two leaves us? Does it make us more defensively solid? Do you think uh, it is yeah, better than the four three three? Does it plug some holes? Yeah, I'd say it would. I think obviously with um Sean McLaughlin coming in as well, I think I I, I do think he's really one of the most underrated centre backs in the whole league. You you see him every game he's played, he's looked a, a lot more composed maybe than um I, I don't like to slate Alfie Jones because I think he's been brilliant, but I think now the way that McLaughlin's come in, I think Alfie Jones have his work out to get back in. And obviously, all, all three of them now seem to have gelled as a unit. I think having Baxter as well behind them suited them a lot more. I think he's a bit more commanding. He likes to just get on with it. Whereas Ingram, you see it as well. Sometimes he used to... We'd, we'd get the ball from across and he'd spend about 30 seconds trying to throw it out. Whereas Baxter likes to get on with it. So I think it's allowed us to become defensively solid. Yes, at times there's been occasions where the opposition have got round the back of us but with the pace of especially Bernard seems to get everywhere so I think it's it is benefiting us massively and then it allows the attacking players a lot more freedom to be a bit more direct and run at the opposition. Yeah, I think I think it um it also brings the best out of Smallwood. Because I think in the four three three system the, the <coughs> midfield's too far too isolated and, and, and there's too much ground for Smallwood to cover in a four three three in my opinion. <coughs> Um, with the three-five-two, and he's got them three defenders sat behind him. He he doesn't have to do as much um, pressing or as tracking down. He literally just stays in his hole and he cleans up what he has to. Um, obviously, a, a large part of that's going to be down to Honeyman and, and Dockett's form of late and, and their ability to be box to box, come down support, and then progressively take the ball to the pitch. Um, but to <coughs> me, in the three-five, because because the second tier pod asked me the other day, they they were saying why why they've never seen a change in tactics works so well. Like, we've literally gone from being completely abject and terrible to winning four on the bounce, and it was literally just a change of system. I mean, they asked me why that would be. And, I mean, like, you touched on it yourself, you know, Sean McLaughlin's come and been absolutely brilliant. Um, it's probably then, in turn, gets the best out of Smallwood, who then, you know, Greaves and Bernard can bring it up the pitch. You've got Longman and KLP giving us width options. Is the only criticism then of the system at the minute, Will, or maybe the only weak point of it, the forwards? Because obviously we're playing McGuinness and Wilkes. Um, are we looking for an excuse to get Tyler Smith in, or is Wilkes just sort of untouchable at the minute? What's what would be the desired um, front two? I mean, firstly, I think while the formation has helped, we did. I think we did win against Barnsley with a four-three-three. Which was uh, it wasn't just the formation that was the issue, I'd say, because we can we can perform in that f- formation, just they don't seem they just seem to have a better standing of things when playing the three five two. And um, on the subject of the forwards, it's weird because I think the forwards, for the most part, it's when you look at how we go forward, they, they seem to have very little bearing on our attacks, considering they're the forwards. Almost all our attacks come from our midfield, all our, all our chances come from the midfield or the wing, the wide men. And it is weird how 
McGuinness and Wilkes, particularly Wilkes, don't have great games. I thought McGuinness was fine the last couple of games, but Wilkes in particular just has not shown up whatsoever, and yet he still gets picked. And I'm wondering what someone like Tyler Smith, who would play in a similar way as one of the two strikers, has to do to get in there. Yeah, I mean, there's questions, isn't there, that, that Tyler Smith might be um, injured. I'm, I think he said in his, his press conference that it's... It, it, Tyler's both the Smiths um, got a knock, and that's why they went in the squad. But that's like fine. You say, that's the reason. But yeah, but I mean, like as you said about like in terms of the forwards, not really. Well, they're not scoring goals at the minute. Neither of them. It, it, it's coming from the wing backs in the midfield. But do you think maybe that that hold up ability up front? So McGinnis seems to be playing okay, and Wilkes <coughs> isn't a hold up player. That's not what he does. He wants to be getting in behind. And with him not he doing holds that, holds up our play. Yeah, <laughs> for the <laughs> most part, yeah, yeah, definitely. But you know, when when you've got a front two, you want him one to knock on the ball to the other, and McGinnis is holding it up, and it, it goes out wide, and we create our chances that way. M- Wilkes isn't really getting in the game um, for no, me. He... So coming and on to then, does, um, and the, when he the... does get involved, his decision making is just absolutely shocking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not entirely sure what question I'm trying to get because I don't, he's, he's not going to get dropped, is he? So <laughs> here we are talking about him, but he's, he's in the team. I mean, to be fair, if if McCann's going to go into the game against, um, who have we got next? Reading, Reading with any sort of any player to drop, are we saying that Wilkes is. Probably the only candidate to do so, Jamie. Would you agree? Just Wilkes? Would you keep the same team? Um, yeah, I probably would. I think Wilkes needs a bit of timeouts. To be fair, he's getting a lot of stick, and uh, ooh, dogs coming in. <laughs> um, yeah, he's getting a lot of stick, and to be honest, I think quite rightfully. To be fair, he's a great player. He was great in League One for us, but he's just he's lazy, isn't he? But I see a lot of people also slating McGuinness, but I don't think people realise quite what his game is this season. As you say, he's very much a holding player. Uh, he cuts the lane. He cuts the lines quite well. I mean, we watched him against um, Birmingham. We sit in the south stand. You can see what he was doing. There's people trying to cut in. He was blocking him. He was getting the ball. And he was passing it on. I think a lot of people think because he's a striker, he should be getting the ball, holding the ball, smacking it. But with McGuinness, he passes it on. He gives it to the other players, which I think is great. But on the, on the back of that, going back to Wilkes, I'd even try Tommy's with him. You look at how Tommy's was yeah. killing him. He needs someone to hold up play for him so he can get into the spaces and be the jungle cat that we all know he can be. <laughs> <laughs> if not, Tyler Smith, he's he's <clears> ten <throat> times quicker than McGuinness. And again, they can play each other off like he does with Wilkes, but potentially even better. But not yeah. not trying to go at Wilkes or anything. I think he's a great player. It's just this season, most recent four games, I think it's been, ironically, the ones where we've been winning where he seems a bit off it. Yeah. Yeah, we... Think- we the- yeah, the defence for Wilkes is that he can have like 88 minutes of being a passenger, but then produce a moment that, that can win a game. Um, when he does them, like he scored a couple this season where he's not really played that great, but he's still popped up with the goal. He's one of those players, but I think we've pointed out before, haven't we? Like the 4-3-3 system, he's he's playing a different way to his last season. And then in the 3-5-2, I don't think he really fits into it, which is um, maybe just he's going to be um, a casualty of, of the new system. But squeezing him into the team as a forward, I don't think it's going to work for him. 
There will be a point where we're struggling to score goals and we will need the front two to work together better. At the moment, we're OK because um, Honeyman's runs from deep are, are really coming coming good. You know what I mean? He's got, what is it, uh, four goals and an assist this month, Honeyman? Or something like that? Three and assist. Yeah, so four, four of the seven, seven goals we scored like this month, yeah, it's, it's been through him. And it's like, if Wilkes is to be that partner to McGuinness, then he's got to find a new way to play in that front two for me. And um, Which, to be fair, moves us on to Millwall then. So, obviously, we, we've got another tough game at home against, uh, for Millwall, looking at four wins in a row. Win 2-1, goes from Honeyman and uh, Longman, uh, <laughs> which uh, his name suggests yeah. um, was, was <laughs> Longdew. <laughs> um, I would say this was the polar opposite to the Cardiff game, me, because I thought we absolutely dominated from minute one against Millwall, whereas Cardiff was more of a back-to-the-wall, be structured, be solid. Millwall, we seemed to be very dangerous. Like We had a couple of hairy moments in the second half, <clears throat> but over the course of the game, I thought we were fully in control. Would you agree, Nathaniel? Um, I was just thinking, no, I, I don't. I mean, <clears throat> I didn't see it. I was, just, <laughs> okay. I was just listening to it. Maybe the first half, Probably. it was like a quite an even... <laughs> game and we had more chances we, we were better in the first half but from how it sounded um you might you know, i might be completely wrong but after we scored the the second goal um Millwall were it felt like they were all over us and that they were putting on the pressure especially towards the last 20 minutes or so but i mean maybe someone who watched the game could actually say that's not the case no, I I thought the same in the ground. I thought at half time a draw was probably right. To be fair, because Millwall had looked decent, and um, I mean it was a horrible mistake that gave them the equaliser in the first place. But you couldn't begrudge them for getting an equaliser at the time. And in the second half, after City went back in front, they seemed to just sit back and let Millwall come on to them, which like I didn't get. Yeah. And there were, I don't know how Millwall didn't score. To be honest, he had some fantastic chances, and I think. Mean, it was only people like Baxter that stopped him from getting anything out of the game in the end. Mm. All right, then, guys. Cheers for showing me up. Um, so, <laughs> what we'll do then? <laughs> so, I, maybe the one criticism of the three at the back system at the moment is, is that, um, obviously, with the three defenders, um, when we've got the ball and the wing-backs push on, we've got quite a high line. Um, so, their goal came from, you know, a passing behind is, is, is straight through on goal. So, um, for you, Benedict, do you think that Going forward, the three-five-two is going to be what McCann uses. And can we sort of is, is there a way to counter them goals from 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 going in behind, or is that just going to be a, a, a occupational hazard with using this system? I'd probably say that. I, I think the formation that we've got it probably just allows us to take more risks, which obviously we have been doing. Um, but even I'd say even before there and equalising. Not necessarily like getting in behind us from a high line. There was times when they were pressing us really deep in into our own half. We just couldn't really deal with it. it felt like for about a ten minute period. So I think that that's something that we need to work on. Because I think it's happening quite a, quite a few matches this season. Not even when we've played the three five two. But I think with the high line, I think it's probably something that obviously we hope will get better over time. But I think. You're always going to get them sort of goals every now and then when you play this formation. It's sort of risk that you take, but I do think I, I think it, it was a great ball in behind. But obviously, you can see Bernard does his best. It's a bit of a bit of a slip, but obviously, a bit of a easy goal in the end. But yeah, we we'll have to wait. I mean, we've only 
Yeah, I mean, we've only conceded two goals this month. So it's, you know, it's, it's one of them questions that it's not even really that that, that much of a weakness at the minute because we're not, it's not like we're shifting in goals for fun. But our goal difference is actually quite decent, suggesting the, well, given the amount of games that we've lost. I think we're only on minus seven, aren't we? But um, in terms of this system for me, the, the midfield's crucial. And I think at the moment, Doherty, Honeyman, Smallwood have been absolutely right, fantastic. Right. I think Doherty it's, was a uh, man of the match for me. <clears throat> against Millwall. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. He, obviously, Honeyman scored, Longman scored, so he kind of gets overshadowed as he does with goal scorers. Um, but do we think then Huddleston now being fit? Given the option, do we keep... Is, is Smallwood keeping his place? Is, is, is There isn't really a reason to drop him, is there? I'd probably say he does, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think mm. people want Huddleston to come back just because of who he is, but... <laughs> I think Smallwood's had blinders past, I think say five games, Smallwood's been class. Not class, obviously. He's been quietly good, yeah. I mean, I think the Birmingham, I keep going back to the Birmingham game, but watching him from the south stand, he was in control. He was just on another level from the first three games of the season where he was slipping after Preston. He dripped off, but again, could that be due to the formation? Probably is. Mm. I mean, the, the... They've, they've both got completely different strengths, obviously. Mm. Smallwood's more of a, um, you know, an Ashby type. He's, he's, he wants to be breaking up play. He don't want to do anything um, over-elaborate. His strength isn't really passing. Uh, the only criticism you'd have of Smallwood at the minute is that some of his passes are a bit wayward. But you can forgive him when he controls the game as he does at the moment. Um, Huddleston gives you... You see, the only thing really now that would be um, any excuse to get Huddleston in would be, obviously, when Smallwood has a bad game, maybe... Uh, but Huddleston gives us that um, them long range behind the balls. If you're looking at the likes of Lewis Potter and Longman running down the line, trying to get in behind and ask questions, and he's going to ping them long diags. But to be fair, you've got Greaves and Bernard that can do that in behind. So Huddleston's probably going to struggle to get back in the side. Um, like you say, Alfie Jones, I totally forgot about Alfie Jones, to be fair. <laughs> he's been out for so long. He's going to struggle to get back in the back three because Sean McLaughlin's been amazing. Matt Ingram's going to struggle to get back in the team because Baxter's been amazing. Um, I think I asked um, what Baxter's strengths were compared to Ingram last time, but I'm interested to know the thoughts of um, both the guests today. So, so why do you think that it, it, does does Baxter have some sort of confidence that's just sort of um, uh, contagious to the rest of the team? Does he command his area better? Is he is he quicker at distribution? What, what why why is Baxter all of a sudden poster boy? What's he doing well? I think you just named the three reasons. Well, to be fair. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think compared to Ingram, he's a lot louder. He's a lot more controlling. Oh, yeah. Ingram, Ingram looks a bit, I don't know, almost shy when he's talking to his defenders. Where Bax has come in and he's chucked in the deep end, and he was just sublime. He was great. Mm. Very much a Peter Check about him. <laughs> <laughs> so um, obviously now we've got four wins on a, in the on a row in a row. I don't know what I'm doing there. In a row. Um, <laughs> We were all pretty much McCann out, weren't we? Let's all admit it. Yes, we were all in the family in the McCann out brigade. Mm-hmm. I did a um, poll on Twitter because I wanted to know, given the new ownership, if it comes through, does Grant McCann deserve a chance now? Um, we had 135 votes. 44% of people said yes. 32% said they were unsure. And 24% said no. So I'm going to go to each one of you and ask you what you believe. So, Will, given the takeover, 
does McCann get a chance and how many games would you give him? It's worth mentioning, I think I said on this podcast a couple of weeks ago, when the takeover stuff came out, I said, watch McCann go on a winning run. Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. say that because um, <clears throat> it gives him a hell of a conundrum to action when he does, if he does eventually take over. Um, I don't think you can get rid of him at the moment as much as you want, maybe don't want him to be at the club. He's getting the results at the moment. He can't get four in a row and get sacked unless you do yeah. something bad. Mm. I mean, I don't see how you can justify probably going to get, he's probably going to get manager of the month as well, which maybe means he's the form will go down. Like, but oh, absolutely. You can't, you can't justify sacking someone when they're on such a good run. I understand like for his general time at City, his record is still absolutely fucking abysmal. But face on the here and now, you can't really justify it. Yeah, it's a good point. What about you, Jamie? Um, if I'm honest, I think he deserves a chance, no matter how much it pains me to say. But my only worry <laughs> is how long he's going to stick with this formation. Uh, mm. If it stops working again, is he going to be stubborn in his ways that he always is, like he was with 433 or 4-2-3-1, whatever you want to call it? Is it going to be too late? Is he going to stick to 3-5-2, 3-5-2, 3-5-2? It ends up winning, we're losing 6-0 again and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, we want to see tactical depth, don't we? You, <laughs> yeah, even if like, even if a certain system isn't working, um, you want to see him try and switch it up and not be what he was doing before and being like, you know, no, this way works, so I'm sticking to it. Making changes too late. So yeah, I kind of get what you're saying there. I mean, does, does he play three five two till he, till the ownership till the takeover happens and then resorts back, or you know, we don't know if it's maybe orders coming from above. I've, I've, I've seen a lot of people saying that. I've, I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, Eab's gone up to him and said, oh, you just do what you want. We don't bother anymore. But I He's giving up on the experiment. I don't mm. believe anything that I'm getting involved. He's, <laughs> he cares too much about his horse, doesn't he? He's rather b- more bothered about polo than his football. Yeah, he's more like his Lambo. <laughs> yeah, and his stupid little polo. glorified granny scooter that he's got, that orange thing. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. Uh, no, I don't think he knows anything about football. I cannot see him getting involved. I just think mm. it's the way Grant likes to play. He's done it at Doncaster, he's done it at Port, uh, not Portsmouth. Peter Pompey. Bro. Peter Bro, that's the one, posh. <laughs> and he's just stuck to it ever since. And now he's just, I think I think the players, more than anything, have said to him, look, Gaffer, this is what we like. I mean, Sean McLaughlin said it. I think Callum Elder said it. And I think even Greg Dockett, he said it. We want to be playing in a three, back three, three five two, whatever. And I think he's actually listened to the players rather than some balding... <laughs> Man, <laughs> personally, I think, I think the fact that the Cardiff game he had the opportunity to go back to it when Elder went off injured and he didn't, he stayed with it playing mm. a midfielder in the back three. I think pretty much says he's gonna stick by you for now, yeah. Like a sort of an epiphany moment, he's realized, do you know what? Yeah, this formation does work, mm. uh, maybe I should use it. Kind it's of thing, out the best about two centre backs, in it to be fair. Jacob Greaves, he's yeah. he's come out of his shell. He's always he's been good past two seasons now, and he really. That, but yeah, in the, the back thing, three, he seems so much more confident. Yeah, the one thing I've loved about playing the back three is I just love how he just keeps going forward. Mm-hmm. Well, well. Yeah, yeah. they both do. They both have like thirty oh, yeah, yard pops, don't they? Mm-hmm. I, Probably I should like learn Greaves, when to do it. I feel like at some <laughs> well, point Greaves or Bernard are going to score a proper worldie yeah. if they yeah. carry on like this. Yeah. Uh, go on then, Nathaniel. What about you? What's your uh, I'm going to d- 
dodged the question completely. Ask me when the takeover actually happens because no, there's no we, dodging. You've got we could right lose, right now. We could lose the next two games eight uh, nil, and then I'd be McCann out. Uh, Is I mean, the questions now, Nathaniel? So uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'd say the ownership goes through tomorrow. Do you want him tomorrow. gone immediately? Well, yeah, but uh, if we're doing another podcast, then I'll answer it tomorrow. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I'm not going to say anything more on it until the takeover because, I mean, it's been four very good wins, but, um, you know, confidence is such a huge thing that maybe it's not just complete uh, tactical change and he's a genius now. Um, maybe it's just that kind of, especially when you play three games in a week, it's more the confidence than him. So um, we'll see. I mean, it's been very promising, but if we get a few more wins and then, or, you know, <clears throat> before, well, it's probably going to be two games till the takeover. If we don't lose both, then I'll be happy. But, uh, I mean, McCann, McCann just halfway, halfway in between, in and out. What that do? That that was the longest winded. I don't know. I've ever had. You can shake it all about. Don't you? Well, I do <laughs> know. I just I've got too much pride to say I want it back in. I mean, it's like it is like the hokey cokey. That's what they said on um, <laughs> Quest. One of the choices was unsure. You could have just said that. <laughs> yeah, wow. unsure. Right, I'm unsure. Yeah. Okay. We'll take that. Uh, what about you, Benedict? Yeah, I think he's got to keep his job for the time being. I think it'd be pretty ridiculous. <clears throat> I think at the time of the takeover, you you want a lot of stability. And I think if you just got rid of him for no reason, the players are obviously settled in this formation. The players might think, what on earth's going on here? We've we've obviously said that we want to be in a three-back and then there's no guarantee that the um, shotter guy who's been linked is going to play that formation. He's not, he might not even have a clue about English football for all we know. So I think for now, you've got to... I think we've got to trust him and hope that this form does carry on if we do have a, a dip who'd obviously find, find a resolve for it but um, yeah, I think he's, he's earned his chance Maybe I don't think you'd find anywhere um, any club sacking the manager after four straight wins mm. I mean I, I, I said it on, on, on the second tier that you, you can't <laughs> You, the, the, you can't sack him, like you say. At the moment, there's there's no reason to. Or the the biggest the biggest issue we had with him as a fan base was that he was playing a system that quite quite clearly wasn't working and refused to change it. So he's changed it, and now it's working. So mm. do you know what I mean? We, we don't know why he changed. Well, obviously he changed it through injury, but he's decided to keep it. So to me, if if, if the takeover goes through tomorrow, then absolutely, let's see what he does with maybe a bit of backing in January. Um, see if he can <clears throat> see if he can prove to us that when this form ends, it's not going to go on another you know, 10-game spree of not winning. Um, we want to see because the only worry with McCann is and I said this to Baz, he could win six in a row. The moment he loses that next game, we're all at him again. He's just mm -hmm. lost. He's lost his goodwill completely that he has to yep. pull off some magnificent feats now to win the fans back over um, because there's just there's so many people that want him gone. That they're just waiting for us to lose. Like we can win, 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 but as soon as we lose, then voices would be far louder than what we're currently seeing at the moment. So yeah, we've got to give him a chance. There is absolutely no reason we got to get rid of him. I mean, I'm still firmly in the unsure because I remember how I feel a few weeks ago. Um, and obviously we've got a few wins now, but it, 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 if you look over McCann's tenure, even when we've done well last season, 
it sort of goes in uh, patches. We don't sort mm-hmm. of like, you know, we don't win, loss, loss, win, win. Like, we, there's no spontaneous bit about it. Like we go on an unbeaten run and then we'll go on a, on a streak of not winning and it's it's bizarre. So we just want to see some tactical depth. To, well, I do. I want to see him, you know, mm-hmm. change it up when it's not working and, and, and quick. So as it stands, yeah, I'm, I'm firmly in his count. So we touched on manager of the month. That was going to be my next thing. So obviously this month we played West Brom, Barnsley, Birmingham, Cardiff and Millwall. We lost 1-0 to West Brom, but played very well. Um, and then we've won the rest. Is he going to win manager of the month? Do we think? Um, he's on the best I form. I mean, yeah. we're on the best form of any other championship team, so technically he should. I mean, if but at the same are time... winning right now, then maybe they will win. But I think he should do. Because mm. then we've got the dreaded um, <clears throat> manager of the month cast for next month. But I mean, mm. you see, the thing is, is we, we won... <clears throat> We won four in a row now, and we've got Reading and then Bristol City after, which to me, especially on current form, are both winnable games. And it's Absolutely. weird that I'm looking at a game and I'm actually expecting us to win. Mm. Like, I, I, don't, I don't remember this feeling. Um, <laughs> so with the Reading game then, Will, um, they've only really got... I've had a look at a few of the stats. There's only really one threat in their team, and that's Swift. He's got eight goals and nine assists, and then the rest of the team are, like, far behind. Don't um, say that. <laughs> Don't ever Andy say that. Andy Carroll to get in with. Um, would we take a point from from oh, yeah. uh, Reading? Yes, because because I just want yeah. us to keep our unbeaten run going. Really, I'll take a point now. Obviously, yeah. I know we're above them now. In, I know we're above them now in the table, which feels weird to say. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's still by points. We're ahead of them, so. Hmm. But, yeah, it's just because they can't count. <laughs> they can't sort <laughs> money out. Isn't it? They, they've played brilliantly this season, to be fair to Reading. Early in the season, yeah, they they're have, yeah. they've got a good squad. They have got a decent squad. Um, but I think, yeah, I would definitely take a point at this at this stage already. Because yeah. they're a bit... As well? I think they beat Fulham early in the season, didn't they? I think they did, yeah. yeah. Well, they've performed yeah. this yeah. month. Is, they've played five. <laughs> they've won two, drawn one, lost two. So, you know pretty balanced um, to me I'd take a point um, but I, I fully believe that we can win um, so system wise then team wise do, do we change it Jamie do we keep it the same is there anybody that, that, that you'd bring in um, I'd probably keep it the same to be fair um, I think unless obviously it stops working um, I'd, I'd adapt to it uh, but no, I think if we stick to a 3-5-2 uh, mix up maybe drop Wilkes play someone else I think we've got him good, given good time. To be fair, they are a good team, though. That's the problem. But um, it's one of them, isn't it? You just don't know what you're gonna get with him. Yeah, it's a it's a tough game. Like we can easily we can go there and uh, churn out an awful performance and lose one nil. Our current momentum can take us through. I, I I honestly believe we'll win. And it's I'm weird, it's weird saying that. It's really weird saying that. If he makes um, some changes, he, he he needs a slap. <laughs> it's going to be one of those games where we're all thinking, oh, we need to get a point, we need to get a point, or win or win. And he'll, he'll drop Greens or he'll drop Baxter or one of two players who are playing phenomenally. And he'll he'll put on someone who's just not playing in ages. Like when he brings on Moncur, he's not played for like four games, brings him on, expects him to be a world beater and takes off on him. Yeah. And it's just, it doesn't, that's what doesn't make sense about Grant and me. But I think we can take it to him. I think we can give him a good showing. Um, I don't know how we have to draw. So, 
over over the next two games then. So let's let's branch it out to Reading and Bristol because Bristol are are only just above us. Oh yeah, they are only just above us, aren't they? Yeah. So that in terms of them two games being well, teams around us that we should be that we should be looking to win at least. What's our? Would we take two two points from that? Would two draws be okay? I'd take four. Mm. Four is a minimum. We're saying. I'd take yeah, six. I think take four. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> we're aiming. Score again. Yeah. Uh, an absolute minimum. Uh, an absolute minimum. Take two, but I would yeah. hope we get four at least. Yeah. yeah. Because see, the thing, the, the worry for me is, is that we we come out of these two games and we we've, we've drawn them both, and maybe. Maybe didn't play as well in them both, and then the 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 murmurs start again, where it's like, oh, you know, we we missed a few chances, we looked a bit leaky, kind of thing. Grand scale is we're six unbeaten, but then we played poorly in the last two, and then that can kind of get focused on, and and you don't want to lose the momentum, kind of thing. And to me, like we said, the the, the team and the system is going to be kept the same. Um, but do you, do you think he'll actually ever have the the audacity to to drop Wilkes Benedict? Why do you think Wilkes keeps playing? This is a question I'm going to ask absolutely everybody that comes in this podcast because we can't understand why. Why, why. So why does he keep playing? And if you had the chance to drop him, what would you bring in instead of? Honestly, I have no idea why he's still playing. I think, like you said earlier, the only reason that he's playing is he's very much one of these off-the-cuff players where he'll have an absolute shock and then he'll just produce a moment of brilliance. I, I genuinely can't think any any other reason. I think if it was... Someone to come in, it would have to be prob- probably in, in because we've got McGinnis there already. I'd probably say Tyler Smith, and obviously Tyler Smith when he, when he's played, he obviously presses the back four. He's got he's got the he's got the willingness, which is something that Wilkes doesn't seem to have at the minute. So I think obviously Smith will be annoyed that he's not really had much of a chance. So I think he'd be really hungry to. To prove himself as well, but then the same could be said for Tommy. So I just think anyone in in his place would probably do a better job at the minute. It's just it's it's weeks. I think if if he if he was one of the players that put a shift in, no one would complain. But it's genuinely the fact that he, he doesn't. Yeah. The issue is there's no um, questioning his ability. So on his days, he's a decent player at this level. Like when we got relegated, he's probably one of our better players in the second half of that season when he came. But it's just, I think it's his attitude, and I think he's probably got to be dropped to to prove that he's not undropped, that he's he's not what he thinks he is. I think that yeah. that's probably... like a kick up the ass kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because we, we, we asked Baz about it before, and to me, he seems he looks bulkier. Like he doesn't necessarily <laughs> look. Yeah, he doesn't necessarily look overweight. He just looks like he's changed his mm-hmm. his entire. Um, Fitness rate, yeah, yeah. Because he seems stockier. He, he, he's running in behind less. He's, he's wanting to hold it up and back himself into the defenders more often. And it just—it's weird because, like, he scored t- over twenty goals last season doing what he did. So, d- do we think that he's done this personally, or maybe have the club asked him to do it in the final? What do you think? What? Why? Why is Wilts hench now? What's he doing? <laughs> Well, I mean, it absolutely 100% has to be something that they've at least discussed with the club and McCann because, uh, you know, they have fitness tests, you know, all the time. Uh, and so if they, you know, Wilkes showed up after the summer, you know, twice the size, McCann would be like, well, I didn't tell you to do that. 
uh, they, they'd know. So I guess maybe, yeah, because it's a tougher league, tougher physical league. So maybe they want him to be bigger so we can uh, deal with, you know, big defenders possibly, but it's not working. Um, I, I, I They should just go back. It, it, it's just... We keep having this conversation about Wilkes and it's so annoying because <laughs> we were having similar conversations like on Twitter last year uh, where the first season of last year, first season, first half, uh, he was scoring, but he wasn't playing hugely well. Um, and then the second half, especially towards the end, he was getting a lot more assists and he was getting involved more and his decision making improved. So I thought, oh, well, he's he's finally got it. You know, he's playing to the best of his ability. And now he's regressed again. And it's so frustrating because we, I keep saying it, we know he can do it, but maybe he does need to be dropped, uh, you know, to, for him to realise he's got to change change something up. Yeah. I mean, because I was looking at the squad and I'm trying to think of, like, other ways to do it in, like, giving injury because you don't really want to be playing Eves and McGuinness up top together. Because I think yeah. the, I mean, the problem with this the new system is, is having two up front as well as wing-backs... We're, we're sort of because you want KLP on the pitch, you've got to have him as a wing back in that sense, unless you no, put him up front. Play him up front. You know, I was about to say, you can play him up front and play Elder at left wing back. I was going to say the yeah. same. Yeah. I was literally about to ask that question, Will. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> we've got Longman and KLP that I think easily could play as part of a front two alongside McGuinness. And then you've got Elder that's fit now that can play as a wing back. Um, I think Elder would probably give us something. It wouldn't be as great. Well, I say he's not as great offensively. He got many assists last season, so maybe maybe a wing back would be a revelation for Elder. But I don't think he's got um, as much energy as the other two to be bombing up and down. No. Maybe no, no. Um, so when, when when we're getting him down the line and he's and he's you know on the edge of their box, he's not going to ask as many questions. He's not going to run at the full back as much as you know KLP or Longman. But the good thing is, is that in this system we've got players that are versatile. We've got a player. I mean, he played Uddleston at centre back, and it worked. We've got Alfie Jones that can play in the back three or in midfield. We've got Munker that could probably do pretty much anywhere in the midfield if we wanted to. I'm pretty sure he could do a job as a wing back. He wouldn't be as pacey, but if you wanted him towards the end of the game to stick some crosses in, he'd be a good option there. You got players that can play on the wing or front. I think this is the reason why we've been crying out for this system. Now, forgotten players, Matt Smith. Um, Who? like he's just he just vanished <laughs> off the face of the earth at one point, didn't he? Um, we've got him that's to come back in, uh, Alfie Jones to come back in, uh, Josh Emmanuel, Louis Coyle. <clears throat> so, now, let's say now that we've got a fully fit squad, no injuries, no concerns, we can pick our strongest 11. And I'll open this to everybody just pitching do we play this current system or do we have to go back to the other one? To get our strongest lineup, what is our strongest team at the moment? What system do we play? Um, this is all I've like At the moment, what we're well. doing, working. <laughs> it, it's but, the one that played. It's pretty much the one that played against Millwall. I would say mm-hmm. is our strongest team at the moment. The way that they're playing is the best that the team's playing. These last four games yeah. are the best the team's playing all season. You can't. So no, no Emmanuel, no Coyle, no Elder. Yeah, it, it's weird to say because it feels weird saying that a team with no fullbacks has been our best team. But the way they're playing, it has. There's only one of them that I'd potentially chuck in, and that'd be Emmanuel. I think he'd be quite good mm. at wing back. Yeah, I think he would as well, to be fair. And he, I think he would have had the chance, but can't whatever. Drop 
<laughs> Disgraceful. <laughs> I think Mick. what he was going to get the chance, but that illness just cut it short. Yeah. There's also Williams as well. That tackle. Oh, yeah. That was well, a Williams, yeah. tackle. I wouldn't mind seeing him maybe playing up from McGuinness. Yeah, he's versatile as well. He's both sides, fair. can't he, to be fair? I think I'd prefer Williams in a wing-back situation and maybe put KLP or Longman up top. Yeah, I think yeah. Williams is, yeah. I mean, Williams was one of them players that I was really looking forward to see play because he's he, he got some impressive stats for Exeter and in, in I know it was League Two, but he still got to do it, and yeah, he, he had yeah, some impressive stats down there when he comes on. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he was going to be one of these that was going to be um, you know contesting the first team all the time. We've hardly seen anything of him either. I think like I think... we mentioned it before, didn't we? The, all the new signings we made, and none of them seem to be getting into the side. And it's like, well, we've obviously not improved the squad because if you've made all these signings, you've you, you signed them as squad players. But now, I mean, Baxter, I think the will disagree. Longman's well, got it's only the, the, long, the lone players uh, playing at the moment, right? The new yeah. ones, Bernard, Bernard. Yeah, Baxter, yeah. Longman. Longman, yeah. What was the game before Barnsley? I can't remember what game it was. I think that was exactly the same lineup that we played. Bar Reese Burke in November last year, last season, I think they were all mm. playing in League One. I think it was either West mm. Brom or the game before that. I think that. Yeah, we did have a game not long ago where it was our world. Yeah. yeah, there was a game. Yeah, where it was our last season squad. It's like you say, Moncur Williams. They disappeared for ages. Matt Smith's dropped off the planet, like dropped off the face of the earth, and it's only recently where Baxter's come in, and he said he was his number one target. So. Yeah, I honestly Jesus think Chelsea James intervened man. with um, the Baxter situation. I think that they've said we so. sent him there to be our number one, and he's not playing, so we'll bring him back and yeah. send him somewhere else if you don't yeah. play him. Kind of thing. You don't just oh, randomly switch keepers because he's training well. You, you don't it do was, that. It was before yeah. an international break as well. He said, "Oh, I've sat down and had a word of Ingram uh, to give him a rest. He's got two weeks off now. So what's the point?" I was going to mm. say, yeah, he's also goalkeepers. It's all long, that ground it's a long rest. Yeah, it's a long rest because he's not <laughs> he playing. He's so stupid. Unless he just look after his immaculate hairstyle, maybe. I don't know. Hey, we, we, we say that, but do we remember when um, we played Man U in the Premier League and McGregor covered much gra- uh, more ground than Ben Arthur? Mm. That doesn't surprise me. It's never Is that a surprise? There's not much else to talk about then at the minute because we're doing well and I can't find any... I'm, I'm, I'm digging deep to try and find some negatives to try and throw a curveball in, but we, we haven't got any and that's good. But... So well, then, January's, yeah, there's a negative. Uh, January's coming up. We have a few players that may or may not be gaining some attention from Premier League or certainly some higher end championship clubs. Like, think of the likes of KLP, um, Jacob Greaves. You know, they're going to be especially. I think there was rumours that Norwich were looking at Greaves at the minute, weren't they? But then Dean yeah. Smith came out and said that they were. So maybe that was dispelled. Another Burnsy special that was, wasn't it? Yeah. So, <laughs> but you see, the worry for me is is that Jacob Greaves, if you think about Premier League teams at the minute, a lot of them do want to play out from the back kind of thing. He's a left-footed ball-playing centre-half. <clears throat> he does fit the mould for, you know, what some Premier League teams will be looking for, and that's the worry. Um, say the new takeover goes through, which obviously we hope it does, what's our priorities? Are we tying the likes of KLP and Greaves down to longer contracts? Are we signing the loanies permanently? Where do we look to strengthen? What 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 do we need to do come January? I'll throw this one to Benedict. Um, I think we definitely probably need another centre back just just as as cover. 
maybe an experienced one. Yeah, I agree with that. And probably another another striker. Yeah. Um, I, I can't really think of it. I can't really think of anything else. Is there anyone you'd like to go? Nah. He's difficult. It's like, even the players like, even Wilkes, he's not, he's not played badly, but you won't get rid of him. Hmm. So I, I don't think you get rid of any. I don't think you get rid of anyone at the minute because everyone's going to have to play the part at some point, in especially in this formation, the way we're playing at the minute with the intensity. And then, what about any of the learnies? Would you sign all of them permanently, or just one or two? I'd definitely sign Baxter and Bernard permanently. M- Matt Smith, I think at the, at the start of the season, it's weird. <laughs> it, it, Matt Smith at the start of the season, he, he was actually playing all right, but obviously he was playing very I think well. You've forgotten one. There's all the questions about his um, <laughs> his fitness since he um, since he came yeah, back from when... international duty as well, which which raises a bit of an eyebrow whether that's that's when it all changed. Yeah, down to the national team. Obviously, I'd, I'd um, probably look at getting Longman again as well. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> for any of the audio listeners <laughs> there, we weren't laughing that. at what Benedict was saying. We was laughing because <laughs> Benedict said he'd signed, uh, he'd signed Bernard and Baxter permanently and didn't mention Longman. So, obviously, Nathaniel was, um, was, was horrified. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so red. <laughs> no, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I'd get... My, my main priority, I think, firstly, would be get those lone players, particularly those three, signed up. My first mm-hmm. priority. I'll try. I'll try and get them for maybe another season on loan. You know, like extend the loan. Yeah. But I mean, it's all I relative, really isn't it? Agree. We don't know what kind of money. We don't know what kind of budget we're going to have. So True, it's all speculation. Even, to be honest, though, as well, and one pound is a higher budget than we currently have. That oh, is yeah. true. Um, <laughs> so I agree with Benny. I think we need to focus on getting a striker in. Definitely need to focus on getting a striker in. Mm-hmm. Instead of playing... If we're going to play someone when we get this, we need someone who's going to score goals and going to play regularly. And if he's not willing to play Tyler Smith to try that, we need to see who's available out there. But then you see, I'm going to counter that because I don't think we will sign a forward. And I'll give you the reason why. And because if we're playing this current system, we've got Tom Eaves and McGinnis, which are very similar forwards. So they're going to be there like for like changes. And then we've got Smith and we've got a certain Mr. Wilkes that's playing as a striker you, at the minute. You don't think the new Turkish lads don't want to bring in Burak Yilmaz? Really? <laughs> <laughs> but McCann's not going to play Yilmaz above Wilkes. No. That's, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. see, for me, that's two strikers that he's going to rotate as part of the front two. Well, they can rotate. You've got KLP and Longman that can play up front. And then you've got um, a variety of players that can play on the wing if we had to or wing back I don't think he will sign a forward unless we get rid of someone and I've actually liked his his application this season but I think we're going to look to move Eves on personally that wouldn't surprise me though mm, I don't want him to but I wouldn't be surprised because we all wanted we all, we, we all wanted to see Eves and Smith as the front two partnership because we know Eves is better with a, a partner and Smith fit the bill for the you know in behind clean up the knock-on um, mm-hmm. but Eves isn't playing in like at all at the minute he's not getting a sniff uh, McGuinness is is doing his job well um, unless he's happy playing second fiddle I don't think he is because there the was rumours of Eves getting moved on in summer mm. um, would you keep him would you move him on Jamie what, what, what's your thoughts on Eves 
I think he deserves to move on, to be fair. I think he's he's come on. He's not really given a chance. He's been taken off, not been put back in the team for a couple of games, been brought back on to expect to score bundles of goals. It ain't going to happen. You can't with strikers. They need regularity. They need to be firing on all cylinders. And if he's getting cut in and out of the team, he ain't going to score a goal. Um, no. I, I reckon we'll get not thousands of pounds from him. I think we'll get a decent back from knowing the, from a League One team, maybe even the League Two team, maybe. But I don't think he'll go for more than a million if we do get rid of him. No, I mean, Eves is one of them that we won't be moving him on because he's bad. I mean, for the majority of the time he's been here, he hasn't fit the system that we play. Um, And then, and then now that we have got a system that suits him, we can't fit him in the team. So, Mm. if anything, it's going to be a try and move him on so he can actually start playing football again, probably for the better for both clubs because he he don't want to be here not playing. Um, So, I'd like to see him go and free up a spot, but also for the benefit of his own career because he's a good guy and obviously we want to see him go and play football again and then we can look at signing a forward <laughs> you see the thing is is you, the, the transfer market nowadays is madness because post-Covid um, you know player prices are quite they're all over the shop aren't they they're either too expensive mm. or they're free agents because they've not been able to afford to renew the contract so you, you've got to try and utilise the loans. You've got to try and look at your free agent market because you don't want to be spending over the odds for a player that's not going to work, especially not a championship when you've got FFP. If you look at Derby, who were, I think some of them numbers were, were scary when you think if they're going down, which is very likely yeah, that they're in serious trouble. I think it's, it's 163 well. million they're in that. Was Lawrence's wage like 30k, 30K a week? Uh, like more, more, I think it's more than our squad put together. Yeah, I don't think he's that good, Tom Lawrence. I think he's very overrated. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else left to talk about. I mean, now that we've got you two on, I'll ask you about the, the takeover. Uh, are you looking forward to it? Is, is there some reservations you've got? Is there... What, what's your overall views on it? I'm fairly yeah, optimistic, to be fair. Um, obviously, Akins apparently makes us some very good footballers. I've heard he's uh, best mates of Mesut Ozil and St. Tosin, so we need a striker. <laughs> Mr. Tosin's available, yeah. playing a game. Um, no, I'm, I'm optimistic. He always, he's saying all the right things at the moment, isn't he? But who knows in three years what's going to happen. But it can't mm-hmm. be as bad as it is at the moment. Yeah, possible. I think even even the, the takeover news, it seems like, even though it's not confirmed yet, you, you go to City every week for the last few weeks and it's not real been much negativity. I think it's sort of due to, obviously, what what's going on, but I think you see that he's more open in the like last three or four weeks than Ehab has been for the last seven years. So that, that, that can only be a good thing. I think it's clear that he probably wants to engage with the... Um, Supporters in the local media and get all them back on side. And I think, yeah. judging by his initial and um, what he's doing at the minute, I think it's, it's going to be a positive. But then, obviously, you never, you never know what's going to happen. That's why I'd, I'd, I don't get the um, "be careful what you wish for" comments because you're not you're not going to know <laughs> until you, what's happened. So I think yeah. it's only I think now we've just got to wait and see where it takes us. Yeah. I think the most always... important thing is he's a football fan. He's a football man. Mm-hmm. Where he has, yeah, they're in they're in a completely different industry. They're in he has an idea. Marino. 
Yeah, he knows he knows yeah. how to cater to the football fans. He understands what, yeah. what where we're coming from. You know, the whole traditional side of the game and 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 needing to consult your fan base because at the end of the day, they're your customers, they're your loyal fans. They'll be there every week. Um, so hopefully he, he comes through with um, some of the promises he's done. I think he's he's been mentioning about you know um, being more accommodating to some uh, some of the community, trying to encourage like mm. kids and families to come back, maybe stretch out to some schools and, and and things like that, and get tickets and start filling the stadium out again, which we all would want to see. It's not nice seeing the case the, the MKN now um, it's <laughs> half empty all the time. Um, so hopefully the attendances start crawling back up again once he takes over. I think there'll be a few come back straight away and then it'll be a, a slow process to get everybody else back while they try and recover their, their love for the game again. Because uh, if you think about it, there's been a lot of fans that have not attended for years and will have found other things to do on weekends mm. and, other, well, just basically just can't be bothered anymore. You know, So it's going to be a long process, but hopefully he's the guy that brings it back uh, and better times are on the horizon. So... Um, yeah, that's pretty much covered everything. I think um, your HCAFC hub then, Benedict. Um, have you got have you got anything coming up? Is there anything planned for that? I mean, it's podcast primarily, isn't it? But you yeah, are looking for weekly podcast. Um, we do we do have a website as well, but um, been a bit slow doing the articles. I've I've just started uni, and Tom's been a bit busy every now and then as well. So we are still looking for contributors. Well, I mean, I think we're looking at starting YouTube as well, branching out to different audiences looking to get more guests involved in the podcast as well so if anyone wanted to um get involved just message our twitter account which is at hcfc hub and yeah that's pretty much it spot on right cheers for coming on then guys um it's been nice um i'll certainly uh i'll drop you a message for if you ever want to come back on again uh if we need the podcast to be filled because joel and matt are part-timers now um So um, cheers, everyone, for coming on. Cheers, everyone, for listening. Uh, And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Cheers for having us. Cheers. Cheers. See you later, guys. Cheers, guys. Gelsen gets there. Another good kick from him. And here's Houghton now. Houghton's going past one man, finding Wagstaff. Wagstaff turning well. Setting up Shilton. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.